Welcome to the golden hour For 60 minutes We show you how we do it And how we did it You, you, you wanna learn the secrets to success From the best and turn this up This is the golden hour Where we bring knowledge and wisdom That's powerful It's another episode Let's go, Let's go. It's the golden hour All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the first edition of the Golden Hour podcast. Pumped up to be here, excited. You see the man pumping his fist right here because this guy helped me get to this spot, to be honest with you. So what better way to kick off the Golden Hour podcast and introduce my man, the big stud himself, Mr. Mike Claudio. Mike, say what's up to all these golden boys and girls out there. What's up, golden boys and girls? What's up, Mr. Golden himself? Now, I am pumped to be doing this. You know, this was an idea probably about a year ago, and I've got a whole initiative and brand that's rolling right on out with this. So y'all stay tuned for that. It's going to be straight fire. And Mike is the guy that really led me to this spot, man. So the whole initiative, the golden initiative, if you will, the golden hour right here is we want to feature the success stories and journeys of those out there doing it. We call it doing it in the wild. They're doing it in person right <laughs> as we speak, man. My man Mike hasn't hit 9, 10, 12, 38 figures yet, right? <laughs> he's in the process, man. He's doing the work. Uh, but he's someone I look up to. I aspire to be one day. You're a mentor to me, my friend. Thank you for joining this episode. And I can't wait to like watch where this goes. And it's going to be fun. I want to be like episode one and then like episode 100 and then yeah, episode sure. 200. Like I just want to keep coming back as yeah. you keep progressing this journey, man. It's going to be awesome. I think that's a great way to go to something I had thought about because, you know, we're at this is the stage that we're at today. You know, mm -hmm. me, episode one, you, episode nine, eight, ninety eight hundred of your podcasting ventures. Right. And how cool is it, man? Because, you know, part of, you know, for me, like being golden. Right. That's my last yeah. name. Um, you know, I made a commitment to my dad on his deathbed. This is not a joke. This is not a lie. You know, in December of 2019, that said, hey, man, I will do something with this last name. I will I will leave a legacy to this family. And it's just kind of sad to me when I look at the course of my, not just my family history, but all of those that carry this last name. I'll go out in public. You know, Mike knows my wife, my wife, Jamie. You know, we just got back from Vegas, actually. Uh, I'll go out, you know, and sign that credit card check. And they'll be like, damn, that's a cool last name. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. You know, it's like uh, sign my bar tab at the pool. You know, we did a little pool thing the other day. And um, the waitress said, just put out of my room, what's the last name? I said, Golden. She was like, oh, that's cool. Stay Golden. And I'm like, you know what? The universe is telling me something, man. My coach has been telling me something, man. Let's just get this shit done. So it's exciting, man. It'll be cool to come back here in episode 100 and have Mike Claudio on here again and Dude, watch how both of us have leveled badass. up, right? That would be badass. Well, the whole, the whole point to this podcast really is to get the inside track, you know, uh, a little bit of a peek into your life. You know, those that we feature, man, on the systems and the processes, maybe the networks that you leverage to really stay goal-oriented, you know, we... To be an entrepreneur, a business owner, you have to be goal-oriented, right? You've got to have that abundance mindset. And it'd be great to kind of walk through the, uh, the audience today and kind of talk about some of those things with you, man. So really to start off, like, who is Mike Claudio? I know that's a big can of worms, but who, who is Mike Claudio? The man, the father, the husband, the, the coach? Break it down. Yeah, so Mike Claudio is a man driven by making an impact. Like that is who I am. You know, and I do that in person online with my family, with my children, my wife, with my mentors, with my mentees, with my groups that I, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be around. But it's my primary thing. What I'm most known for is win rate consulting. 
um, the Big Stud Podcast are my two most noteworthy things, right? So I do business coaching, personal development stuff, primarily um, for high performers, but really in like the service industry, right? People in that construction, home service, you know, even professional service world is really where I spend most of my time. Um, my wife and I also started a nonprofit called A Champion Shoes. But ultimately, like I spend every day and every step and every decision I make on how can I make the biggest impact possible? I, I appreciate the mindset of legacy, but I feel like, and I'm not knocking what you're saying, but I feel like legacy is so big to people. It is. That they, that they don't take action on it because it just seems too broad, too big, too overwhelming. Where like the mission statement I have in my life is I want to make an impact with every conversation I have. And I can focus on that. I can prepare for that. Right. And, and if you look at the amount I get done in the time frame, I get it done at the high quality like that I get it done at. It's you have to focus one step at a time. I can't be thinking about the last call. I can't be thinking about the next call. I can't be thinking about payroll issues. I can't be thinking about social media strategy. I'm here for this podcast right now because I need to deliver for you because I, I feel like I do. And I'm excited about delivering something that helps you get this podcast where it wants to be, but also your audience. Like this is episode one. This will be listened to by ev almost every person that ever listens to your podcast will get to this point. And so I am a person that is driven by a singular decision at a time. Big vision, big perspective. I'm probably still selling myself a little short, just being honest on what I'm capable of. If I still look at everything in the one step at a time, one decision at a time, you know, I actually was telling a story uh, yesterday. I, I spoke in St. Louis over the last couple of days. And I, I, I had this idea about like understanding how when we, we compare ourselves to others, how ridiculous that is in the perspective of it. Right. Yeah. And I looked at if the average person, let's say the average person's 30 years old. Let's say that average person is somewhat active and takes about 5,000 steps a day, right? 10,000 to go. Let's say 30 years, 5,000 steps a day. Pretty fair amount of steps, right? Yeah. That's 54,750,000 steps. How in the hell can any one person understand anything about anybody else with that many steps taken over that time period? You can't. You can't. And so I focus on every step to make sure that next step has an impact on somebody with intention that I believe will put me in the direction that where I'm trying to go. And that's all I focus on is what's in front of me. Where's my feet? What's going on? I don't let being tired slow me down. I don't let disappointment slow me down. I don't let the bullshit in one business slow me down in the other business. Because James, it's not you or your audience's fault that I've been in five cities over the last three weeks. Right. I've done 60 coaching calls. I've been in five airports. Like that's not anybody's fault. But I, I mean, many people be like, but I'm tired. Right? No, I don't let that be an excuse. I focus on, I need to win this decision. The whole win fast, win off of mentality, the shirt you're wearing, which I appreciate that win fast, win off of mentality is all about winning the next decision. I'm so glad you brought this up, Mac, because I think a lot of us in this business space, you know, like your sweet spot, you know, in the construction world or professional services, you know, like mine, doesn't matter. You're so right. I think we get so caught up in the macro, the big old vision, you know, the vision that's ahead and, you know, how are we going to get there that we, we fail all too often to realize it's and to recognize it's just a series of steps. 
And if you yeah. go on, all in on each of those decisions to your point, which you you're, that's your foundation, man, that's your creed. And I love that about you, you know, and we get to watch that every day. And those that have yet to know, you know, come across the Mike Claudio world, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to subscribe. He'll, he'll, he'll break all that down later, how you can catch him, man. But yeah. you're going to see exactly what he's talking about in action. So maybe can you expand on that just a little bit more? Maybe how do you set up your, you know, we talk about goals, you know, it's a big old hairy world, right? Everybody's got a goal, but how we break those things down. So when you're mentioning by decision, you know, each decision, I want to make an impact. I want to go on the moment. You're on this podcast right now. That's what's top of mind. That is something that I've learned over the last couple of years. I didn't have all of that. You know, I've been a business owner for 10 years and it's on one hand, it's awesome to say on the other hand, it's like, holy shit, man, what was I doing the first seven, you know? So maybe uh, expand on that just a little bit on how you make those, uh, you know, you're talking about the impact for each decision, what type of systems or processes or the, you know, how do you set up those goals? So I look at it as, I mean, that's a great question because I, I don't have the, a similar to a lot of people in the way that I approach things. I'm, I don't track results. I, I, we've talked about that, right? Like I, we don't, I don't track results because I, I don't, I truly believe you can't control the results. I can control the activity, right? So I focus on what I can control and then I don't devalue any conversation that I have because like, look, there are people out there going like, yeah, I'm not going to do your first podcast episode ever because like, you know, it's just not worth my time. Right. And I'm not knocking those people. No, like at some point, I'm probably going to get there. Just letting everybody know five years from now, I'm not going to be your first fucking podcast guest because you're great, James. There's a lot of people that really suck at podcast interviews. That's right. And so, but I look at the activity. So I take a goal for the year, you know, the, the target for, for next year is $2 million in revenue for win rate. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it because I'm putting it out there, man. Like I'm committing to it. Right. So I said, well, how many clients is that at what price point? How many speaking engagements is that at what price point? I have my entire 2022 mapped out on when I need how many clients at what price point to accomplish my target. But that's where people stop. Yeah. And then they, when they wake up in June, July, August, like, are we on pace or not? I don't fucking know. What was the goal again? Like, I see it happen all the time. But right now what I'm doing in September of 2021 is I'm strategically creating an action list for Q4 that sets me up for success for Q1. And so I look at, I reverse engineer. The answer to your question is I set my routine and I set my intention and focus and goals on an action list, a checklist, not the results. Because James, I'll tell you, if I was focused on the results in 2021, I would have come up $300,000 short. Yep. This is my target. My target for this year was 500,000. We talked about it. Yep. I did 320 last year. My goal for this year was 500. I'm going to end over 800. Yep. I, that wasn't the target. The target was I'm going to do a podcast a week, two YouTube videos a week. I'm going to show up prepared for every call. I'm going to deliver value and impact in every conversation. And I'm going to make better relationships. Yeah, I'm, I'm going go, to pay to go to events. Yeah. So reverse engineering what that ultimate goal was is huge, you know, and that's something that I learned a lot to do working with you. I was mm -hmm. already doing in some rudimentary form of that. Right. Yep. But when you start focusing on just the result, you're really not going to get to the point that you think because you have to go on those actions. Right. 
Yep. And that's what you're really saying here is you're, you're, you're specifying what those actions and those activities will be. And you're putting in the work behind each one. That's how you're really measuring your progress is, am well, I meeting the objectives of, of my activity list? Am I to and that's where list, like basically. people are like, man, your YouTube channel, or, man, your podcast is growing. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not measuring downloads and views. I'm measuring, did I, did I hold my, did I get my one four hour video shoot a month in? That's it. That's the only thing I can control. And so I think so many people, when, they, when you measure the results and not the activity, that's where you run into that roller coaster of a life. Yeah. And I want to say something here because it's called the golden hour. It's all about goals, objectives, obviously, right? But goals, you know, what we hear a lot is smart goals. You got to set smart goals. And I really like what you said because I think you've just given us a great new take on what that M really stands for in measurement, not focused on measuring the result. But measuring your activity set, I because think that I think that's gold right there. When when you don't, because you experienced this a little bit, I did. Why did I get the results I got? I don't know. So how can you repeat them? You can't. Can't. And then what will happen is you get good results, you stop doing the work, that that pipeline diminishes. You start doing the work again, you get results, and you you just roll. You just you're just riding this roller coaster. People do it in their weight. They do it in yes. their alcohol intake. They do it in the, the people they're around. They do it with whatever bad habits they are. They're, they're good for a little while and they fall off. It's because they're tracking the results, not the activity. That's right. So I make decisions on where do I need to be? When do I need to be? How do I need to be? What's the trigger? What's the transition? What's the adjustment? What's the morning routine? Well, how many calls am I going to make? How many posts am I going to make? How many podcast episodes am I going to release? You know, I have a goal to be on a hundred podcast interviews by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And people are like, Mike, how did you do 2.5 million? Why well, put myself in front of a hundred audiences in Q4 2021? How many did you put yourself in front of? Exactly. And so I'm being intentional. I'm saying if I can do this hundred episodes, I have a plan to send a handwritten note with a book to a hundred business owners across the country saying, if you get value from this book, I'd love to speak to your company about it. A hundred of those in Q4. Absolutely. Right. And And if I can do that and that's not enough, then I adjust the activity. And you adjust, you audit and adjust the activity accordingly. That's it. Exactly. Because you've measured the activity, man. That's awesome, dude. And and I want to tell you, um, I'm so honored to, to be a part of your network and your life and watch all of that activity. Cause I see it. Yeah. That's the thing. When you start talking about social and we'll talk a little bit about this, or I'll ask you to talk about, about this a little bit, yep. you talk about your engagement, your downloads, you know, your YouTube views. I mean, is it important in the grand scheme of things to you? Not really. You're not focused on, I got 18 likes this week, but I will say, and we'd love your, your advice here, you know? So, so many that start out in, okay, I'm going to commit to content and putting content out there. And next thing you know, it's, I got one YouTube video up and running and three people hit it with your mom, brother, and your wife, right? You know, and you're on social media, same shit, you know, you're on Facebook, you know, talk about that a little bit, man, help others to kind of get over that. You know, we talk about in our groups, you know, we're in apex together, obviously, and we've gone through all those activities, but I think a lot of people get so caught up. Um, you know, I've got teenage kids and I'll tell you right now, that's a big thing. Oh, how many TikTok views did I get? And I, and as a father, I'm like, Hey, hit that timeout button. It doesn't matter. That's mm-hmm. irrelevant. It doesn't matter how many hearts were hit, how many thumbs up were hit, how many comments in the beginning, you just got to go do the activity. All right. So 
I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday at this, at the event I was at about, like, I still deal with imposter syndrome. So I promise I'm going to get in. I'm, I'm going to get an answer. Absolutely. To your question, I think Absolutely. this is relevant. I struggle with feeling like I need to earn things through work. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, so I decided, you know, the, the RTA summit's coming up in November. It's a, it's a very high ticket event yep. and it's a very high profile event. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of me feels like I haven't earned the right to that room yet. Cause a lot of people just pay to be in that room. That's right. Or they pay to get the followers or they pay to get the likes. And we look at that as, Oh, they must have accomplished something. I've always been, and this is like back to even when I was in like, you know, middle school, high school sports teams, all kinds of stuff. I've always felt like you got to do the work to earn the right. And when you see things and you measure yourself to the results Mm-hmm. you forget about the work and when you measure yourself to likes and follows and views you will talk yourself out of the work because you didn't get the results you thought you should have based on work you didn't do who were you to say what the results should have been yes right yep and so if you look at like my youtube channel for instance right my first youtube video that i ever posted was june 2018 okay February 2020, I had 47 subscribers. I was getting 100 views a month. It wasn't until I started doing the work, which was committing to a routine for YouTube, that the results started showing up. Now I'm getting, I'm adding 300 plus subscribers a month and doing 15,000 views a month. And I like, I just hit, like, I, I got an email earlier this week that I hit 175,000 views on my YouTube channel. Okay. But when's my next video shoot? Cause that's all I can worry about. That's all you can worry about. Yeah. Right. Control that. If I would have stopped because, oh, it's not working. It's not supposed to work until you've earned it. Earned it. And so people look at the, these vanity metrics of followers and, and likes and everything else. I will challenge you and your audience. If I were to ask you how many additional clients next year would you need to double your business? Yes, I love this. This is great. I need I know my number. I know my number and it's way less than 100. Yes. So do I give a fuck if I get 1000 views or 1000 likes? No, I need 25 to 30 people to believe in what I'm saying. That's right. That's it. That's it. If 1,500 people emailed me tomorrow and said, Mike, I want you to coach me, (laughs) I would fail. That's right. So 15,000 views a month on YouTube is great, but it's irrelevant to the goal. And people get so caught up in the, yeah, but Mike, that leads to opportunities. No, doing the work is what leads to real opportunities because real people who have actually accomplished something can see right through you whether or not you shortcutted your way there or you earned your way there. Well said. And I want to piggyback off that just a tad because you mentioned imposter syndrome. Yep. People see right through uh, you as soon as you become fake. You know, as soon as you start buying that engagement or as soon as you start creating the content structure around something that you're not for that vanity engagement, right? And it's that's the real imposter, you know? So, not necessarily the same as imposter syndrome, obviously, but that's the imposter. We'll snuff those out all day long. We've snuffed them out as individuals and as teams within our own networks and communities that we're building, right? 
And I just love what you're, where you're going with this. You know, it's all about being authentic to yourself and your mission, but realizing that your goal is not predicated on how many views, I'm sorry, your success to those goals are not predicated on how many hearts and, and, and hugs you got this week on a specific piece of content. Um, that's not your measuring stick, you know? You're creating content. There's that old adage, right? You know, when you're putting yourself out there being vulnerable, you're attracting about 50% in one direction or another. 50% may love you and 50% may hate you. And it's that 50% that stops so many on this success journey. You know, like, oh, I got, you know what? Maybe I did get seven or eight people to comment and said, hey, good job, Mike. But that one dude said, you're an asshole. You're an asshole, Mike. And people get so stuck on that. They can't get over it sometimes. Um, you're at a spot now. I know the numbers and the engagement don't really matter, but I know, I know just because of your approach, I'm sure you get people in those DMs that aren't necessarily all hugs and kisses on your content, right? Don't start a YouTube channel if you have any self-doubt because the <laughs> trolls right. on YouTube are real. You got to be, you know, you've got to get over that from a mindset perspective that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea for me everybody's cup of bourbon right you know I, I i like to be the cup of bourbon not the cup of tea in the room that's that's me you know so it's like you know i know you struggle with that i know i've had my moments where that first damn hate message comes in or people trying to piggyback off your own shit hell i'm at a point now where i'm not at those types of levels man but i've seen my posts get regurgitated cropped out and i'm like that's my fucking photo dude at least tag me in it i mean come on you know, I know we all need content, but give your bro, give, just hit me with the at James Golden on that one, right? It's my, it's my photo. I took it, you know? All right. How have so, you kind of dealt with some of that, man? So here, here's, here, because I've been dealing with this a lot with clients too, especially as people start to achieve results they never expected. Oh, great. There's point. a lot, there's a lot of that imposter syndrome. Do I deserve this? Um, you know, I did, I did probably one of the strongest 20 minute talks of my life yesterday about, you know, the challenge of not feeling like you deserve the success that you have and or want. And here's, here's what I've uncovered, at least in my own journey. When I'm winning every decision I can to the best of my ability, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks mm -hmm. because I physically am doing the best I can. It's when people don't win every decision and they start to, you know, creep into the world of, getting away from their priorities, getting away from their core values, making questionable decisions, living questionable lives. When other people start to question you, all they're doing is shining a light on the questions you already had about yourself. Yeah. You know, you're, you're sleeping in, you're not working out, you're drinking too much, you're sleeping around on your marriage, you're hanging out with the wrong people, you're doing drugs, whatever it is. It's that, that stuff that you do in the dark. Yeah. That's where other people's opinions of you start to creep in because you know, for a fact, you are failing yourself. And when you know that all it takes is one person say, Hey man, you've been working out. Why the fuck you asked him I'm working out. You, you emotionally react ball. because all they did was shine a light on something you weren't ready to talk about or accept. Yeah. So if you are winning every decision, which I have been doing a very good job at, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. but I'm very good at being structured, being disciplined, winning the decisions, you know, like doing what I know I need to be doing to get to where I want to get, whether you love me, like me, hate me, despise me, whatever. It's irrelevant. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem because I don't care. I'm too busy focusing on my decisions and living my life and being my discipline and focusing on my goals. If you're judging me off one YouTube video, 
you haven't earned a right to have an opinion about the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I love that. You, yeah, they have not. That's what the audience needs to hear. They have not earned the right to hate on you or to love on you necessarily either. If you've only come across one of my posts, one piece of my content, you haven't earned it. And so, so I, I, think, that... I think the real issue with the imposter syndrome and the lack of self-belief and the lack of confidence comes from you've been letting yourself down in some form and fashion in your life yeah. and you know it and you haven't changed it and you keep going back to that same routine and it starts to deteriorate your self-belief so the minute someone comes at you, your armor is down. You're triggered too. Your armor is down. So you're going to get hurt by it because right. you you literally have let your armor fall off because your self-confidence is down because you have not been living up to what you know you need to be doing, which is like I'm obsessed with the discipline because, you know, I heard this said, I'm, I'm going I'm to reuse this. I, this is not my thing. Yeah. But the guilt of not doing the work is worse than just doing the work. And so for me, the challenge of the discipline, I hate myself some days for how disciplined I make myself be, but I do it anyway. I want you to say I, that again, man, because it's very important. When, for a lot of people, we you know we're talking about leveling up, leveling up. I want to say this is probably the most simplified way to level yourself up right here is what you just said. When you, when you are experiencing guilt or when that guilt Say it one more time. How, how yeah, you it's like it's the guilt of not doing the work isn't worth is worse than just doing the worse work. than doing the work. Yeah. When you make that connection right there, I think boom, you've hit a, you've hit another level because you know you're failing yourself. You're letting yourself down. It's something that I think back on my past. You know, I'm I'm 43 now and blended family. You know, round two of marriage. I got two stepchildren. We got five kids. Right. I look back to my previous marriage. And how angry I was as a person. And what I what I can do now, I didn't have that ability or wherewithal back then to do it was anytime my ex-wife or someone outside would step in, it's because I was, I was, I was being triggered and angry because of how I was feeling about myself and out of fear. Because I knew I could be doing more. I knew I was supposed to be a better husband and a better father, all of these things, but I wasn't. And that guilt was there but I struggle with overcoming it. So if you're in a spot right now where you've recognized or realized that, man, that guilt is weighing on me, but you still feel like you're stuck in a rut. What's maybe a quick hit tip that somebody that you could provide to someone to kind of get them, snap them out of that. Win the next decision. Win the next decision. That's like, it, it really is that simple. Isn't it that me. easy? Like, man, I knew you were going to say that. Because like the only way to create a winning streak is to win the next decision. Dude. Right. And so for me, it's like, what's the next decision I need to win? For me, it's getting up at the right time in the morning, reading, working out, meditating. If I don't do my morning routine, my whole day is fucked. And I know that. So I don't let myself not get up at 4 a.m. Like, that's just not an option. Because like the issues of not getting up on time is worth the discomfort of getting up on time. And so if you're struggling with something right now, like literally just like, what's the next decision that you have to make? And what's the best decision that you can make in that scenario? This is what I love about Mike Claudio, guys. It's, it really is that simple, but we overcomplicate it. We overcomplicate it. I don't care what time of day it is. I don't care where you're at in that day. Mike was in five airports this week or something along those lines, right? I was in a similar situation. He just beat me by a few airports. I had to take my calls, right? But the moment you, 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 you take an L in something, if you can recognize that, that guilt comes in, what is that next decision? What's next on that agenda? And let's go win that one. 
that's and start it. stacking, dude. That's it. Well said, man. That's all. and it could be it could be with the snack you have. And here, or this is this is it. I think this might be the the key because I've I've said this a number of times lately. You don't have to finish a bad decision. Oh, well said. Great, well you opened said. a beer, pour it out. If you realize that midway through, I shouldn't be doing this, pour it out. What, what, it's a three. I don't want to waste it. It's a fucking $3 oh, beer. That's right. Pour it down the fucking drain. I shouldn't be eating this burger. Take the bun off. Mm-hmm. Right? I shouldn't be hanging out with this person. Leave. Yes. Right? Like, I sh- I'm, I'm feeling like a lazy, fat piece of shit on Sunday afternoon watching football. Get up. Go for a walk. Right. I'll start tomorrow. No, like, that's where people, I think, truly start to fail. Like, I can I've caught myself mid in the, in the fucking food store with a six pack of beer in my car going like, why am I doing this? And put it back. Not like, oh, it's in the cart. I guess I'm stuck with it now. No, like same. You can win the next decision yep. mid bad decision. Yep. You don't have to wait. You can literally stop in your track to say, I shouldn't be doing this yeah, and I'm do. okay. Stopping doing this now and walking away. I've been mid dinner mid party going like i don't really like the way this conversation is going guys i'm, I'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna head out and yes they're like what the fuck and i'm like sorry like I'm, it's that if you're if you're uncomfortable i'm sorry then you should probably leave too because i'm out of here like I, you don't have to finish the bad decision no you don't let the, you that don't let that have power over over you you know a great example because mike saw it on my instagram story the other day i'm in vegas and i made some great decisions I'm going to be honest with you. You know, my experience in Vegas with Jamie over the last few days was awesome. We connected. We had a great time. We hung out together. We weren't just stuck gambling the whole 24-7. Man, I got, got a tattoo out there, which was fun, you know, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. um, I got the the old the, the old meatloaf, 36-ounce. Uh, <laughs> my Lord, dude. meat at the palm, yeah. What I love about you coming at me on that one was uh, that's what it was, man. It looked like a stack of a loaf, man, of meat. But on paper, I'm like, I'm going to treat myself to a 36-ounce steak. As soon as I ordered it, it's like, why did I do that? You know, why did I do I can't eat. Th- I'm, I can't eat 36 ounces of steak, man. I mean, you know, like, gun to my head, I'll do it, right? So I cut that damn thing in half right away, shoved it to the side, and just went all in on the 18 ounces. Now, that was probably even a little bit much. But you know what? That was my anniversary dinner. We had a bottle of wine together, not six mules. Or, yeah. or four bourbons, like I yeah. might have done in the past, you know, yeah. and really enjoyed the moment and came out of that. But it was that mid-decision. Same exact thing right there. And it's because I hang around people like you. You know, you had a great post on your social today about what you've been doing in St. Louis, man. That adage is so true. You know, you are the average of those five people you spend the most time with. Mm. You know what I mean? And that means in every situation at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. At the networking event, at the ball game, on the couch. I mean, all of it. So great point. You guys do not have to go through with the bad decision. You have the power to say timeout. I that could be it- the next decision that you have to win that leads to you building confidence in yourself that yes. you can make good decisions based on your mission and your vision and your core values. Um, an activity, real quick. I think this is an activity that would be really beneficial. Like if this is for people who have core values like physically have core values. If you don't, I highly suggest it, but this is not going to work for you. Make a list of your core values. Next to it on a scale of one to 10, say what number out of one to 10 are you representing those core values? One is zero, you know, one is not at all, 10 is perfectly. 
What's the number? Let's say it's a seven. What is the list of activities that's stopping it from being a 10? Great. Make corrections on that list. Yeah, that's great. Because if I said, like, how well are you representing your core values? The first thing you're thinking of, like the 17 things you're doing that don't represent your core values. That's right. Right. So make a list of it. Say, what can I tactically and intentionally change about my routine, my my triggers and my transitions Mm -hmm. to fix these problems so I can increase my ability to uphold the core values that I've written, I believe are important for my life and my business. That's, That's great it. advice. And I will tell everybody on the, I'm going to, after this, uh, after this episode, I'm going to do that because we, there's, we all have something somewhere. You're, if you're, none of if us you're, are perfect. If you're 10 down, if you're 10 for every core value, your core values are bullshit or you're full of shit. Like boom, no one's perfect. Well said. That's a no great activity set that anybody can do. It doesn't take a lot of time. You don't have to go structure a three hour time block on a Wednesday at from four to seven to get this thing done. You know, you can audit yourself, man. 10 minutes. It takes 10 minutes and then pick one or two things from the list of things where you're failing and then go intentionally create a routine to stop yourself from doing it. That's great stuff, man. And you'll, and, and you'll feel proud. You'll be like, Oh my God, I can do anything. If I can solve that, what else can I, what else can I, fix? what else can I do now? You're making better decisions. You're winning that decision. You've created a routine against that. So you can hit more tens than sixes and fives. And like he said right there, you know, if, if you've got core values, that's a whole nother conversation. There's enough stuff out there. You can go follow the shit, man. But guys like Mike and I have core values, not just in business, but in life, you know, our families and relationships and all that good stuff. It's very important by the way. Um, I actually tell a lot of people, you know, cause I'm at a spot where I got 24 year olds, 20, 20 year olds, dude, these, yeah. these dudes are in relationships, man. And, uh, one, I mean, he's in the other room over there, man. He's probably proposing this year. He might, he might even hear this, you know, um, the other one just went through a, a breakup and I said, look, you guys got to get real on your core values as, as a couple, right? Because we get too caught, caught up in, um, the likeness or having things in common. You need to have the core values in common. That's yeah. your that's your foundation. I want to come back to um, just real quick on the decisions. You don't have to carry through, right? Yep. I call it a 20-second timeout is, is something that I've done for myself. I'm a big believer in finding ways to, to make it more meaningful for yourself. Yep. And if that helps anybody, it's uh, if you ever, I watch enough basketball, college basketball, man, like, let me get a 20-second. I'll tell Jamie, I'm <laughs> like, hey, I need a 20 water yeah <laughs> and if i gotta just like if that means leave me alone for 20 seconds if it means i gotta audit myself that's what it's all about man but dude that was a great i challenge everybody who listens to this episode one if this is a youtube where you're coming in hit them comments right or or comment on the podcast itself did you do this activity center get your core values or if you need help you can reach out to mike you know i'm sure he'll be willing to help you out on that or myself you know here down the road but um, I want to come 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 up uh, on a different different topic here okay. a little bit. You know, uh, you mentioned, you know, like writing a book. You've got a hundred. You want to book uh, what, whatever it was, a hundred. Um, well, whatever your speaking engagement total was, I apologize yeah. on that. And you're going to send them a handwritten note with that with a book. Right. Yep. What's really cool, guys, is, is Mike is a, a best selling author over here. You know, you wrote too strong. You know, this is a book that I've read cover to cover. I was excited when it came out. Um, you can see it over there by Million Dollar Dads. There's my selfish plug right there. You know, it's cool when you can put your name and your content and your stories on paper and put it out there. But I think a lot of people think that they got they can't write a book because, you know, no one's going to think it's interesting to them or they're not important enough or imposter syndrome. 
But I want people to realize is that these books can be a tool. And you heard how Mike uses that book. It's very important. And can you talk about that a little bit? How you leverage something like that um, as Mike Claudio, the entrepreneur, as well as WinRate con consulting the founder? So it really comes down to the activity, not the results, right? Like I'm going to write the book. I don't care what happens with it because I want to check the box on writing the book, right? Fun. So using it now is a matter of, it took people reading it and telling me that it was good before I was willing to do anything with it, to be honest with you. Like if, if, if I would have gotten like average feedback and like it didn't sell that well and people were like, you yeah, know, it, it was good. You know, I, I probably would not be as apt to be utilizing it as a tool. Just being honest, like mm -hmm. the checkbox was get it done. What happened after that? I wasn't really thinking about it. It was like, I want to, I want to be a published author. You know, no one ever says like, you know, you know, where'd you go to high school? What was your GPA? No one's like, oh, did, you know, I'm a published author. I mean, no one ever says, well, how many copies have you sold? So it was just like, it's on Amazon. You can find me there. You know, but it was, and then like some cool things happen, right? Like, I think I have like 80 or 90 five-star reviews on Amazon right now. Bro, I've been podcasting for two and a half years. I don't even think I have 50 fucking reviews. This book's been out for two months, right? right. I, I've sold over a thousand copies, which is not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but I don't even know a thousand people. I'm getting tagged in posts about how this, like I got a DM earlier this week that like the dude legitimately said the book saved his life. Like legitimately, he read my story. He said, I'm not, he, he literally said, I, you made me feel not alone. And like this book helped save my life. Like you can't prepare for things like that. And for me, I've said this for probably five years. If what you have to say can impact one person, it's irresponsible of you to not say it. That person needed you to be stronger, to have courage, and be willing to overcome your own self-doubts to, to help them through something. So I thought was, I'm going to write this book, and I believe it will help a person. So I'm, it's, I, I am now holding myself responsible, saying it is now my responsibility to publish this book because I believe it will help one person. Now what I'm doing with it that I've gotten good feedback is I'm using it as a way to grow my personal brand as a coach. Cause I it, like the book is about life lessons and communication and how to win and overcome like, like struggles in any, in any environment. Right. And so a target for next year is I want to do 12 speaking engagements at a certain price point. Well, how am I going to get those? I can't like fish my existing network. Like that's not going to work. So I'm going to pick a hundred business owners that have businesses of, of a target avatar. I'm going to send them the book and saying, Hey, I'd love for you to read this. And if anything in here meant anything to you, or you think it bring value to your team, I'd love an opportunity to come speak to your team. It might do nothing. I'm not worried about the results. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a hundred books. Yep. And it might, I might get 99 return addresses. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not, I can't carry the responsibility of the results. The content is my responsibility. The results of that is not. So I don't care if you like it, love it, hate it, doesn't matter. Because I'm confident I put out the best book I possibly could have with what I know right now. My first one. Yeah. Right? And so for a lot of people, the content, the ability to put what you think, believe, and understand out there into the world is the difference between wild success and average success. It really is. It really is. That's it. 
if that's not a call to action, folks, <laughs> on why you need to be telling your story, I don't know what is. Um, you just heard the man say it. You know, he initially checked the box, you know, and we're, I want to circle back to checking the box and, yep. and asking stuff here in a minute. But it was a, it was a to do item that needed to get done. And then the self-discovery of what that impact was allowed you to find new ways and opportunities to leverage this as well. And like you said, man, you're irresponsible if you're not getting that message out. You know, the, the, I need to be doing more of this, obviously. That's, 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 this is this initiative right here. And because what I've learned is when I'm real raw and, and just being myself and kind of documenting the stuff that I'm doing and telling the stories, there's impact there. People will come into your DMs. They'll come into your message and email. It doesn't matter. It could be your local chamber of commerce. You just, you never know who's really watching and following what you're doing. And having that impact can literally change lives, save lives. What a true uh, testimonial that is, man, for in testament to, to where you're at and what you're doing. I, mean, I appreciate it. Well, let's talk about tasks just a little bit here. You know, um, so many people create these damn task lists, these checklists. He's smiling because he knows, man. I'm not one of those people, really. So um, the times that I've tried to do them, this has been my experience is why I'm sharing it. And Mike's going to give you some game on it, guaranteed. I know he gave me some game on it which has helped me. But when you think about being goal oriented, we think about, well, let's create the damn task list and, and check them off as we go. And let's prioritize our tasks and things like that. And if, if any of y'all are like me, they just don't get done. You know what I mean? You create the task list. They just don't get done. Um, why don't you talk about a little bit of a methodology that you've got, you know, and how you've kind of structured creating those activity sets. Um, doesn't have to be software oriented or anything like that, Mike. Maybe just uh, maybe some basic stuff that can help people listening to this become a little bit more goal oriented and have a system on how they approach it. So I think the biggest challenge that I've uncovered after working with like hundreds of business owners on this is that, you know, instead of being the mayor of the town, they're the fire chief. Right. And so they're out there just jumping into the next the next alarm, whatever it is. And they're reactive to every day. They're just like, I'm here. I'm going to do the best I can today. I'm going to show up tomorrow to the best I can then. And then it's just like this revolving door of effort. And that's why so many people get burnt out and tired and frustrated and complacent where they start to resent the business that they built because they built a really, really hard job. And so what I, the, stru the, you know, the structure that I've utilized and coached on is, is the, the combination of time blocks and tasks. So there is activities in your business that is non-mission critical short-term that is mission, like absolutely necessary long-term, right? Because like mission critical, like not mission critical short-term is like, you know, the content or the prospecting or the networking or the follow-up or, or the, the recruiting or the financial reporting or documenting systems and processes. Like none of that's going to solve tomorrow's problems, but it's absolutely necessary for long-term business growth and success. So I'm big on creating time blocks throughout my week for specific activities that are easy to avoid doing or neglect doing or not do. And then I use a task list specific to that time block with what I want to get done in that time. So, you know, I have my time blocks throughout the week. I have, you know, five to six tasks per day related to the time block of that day, whether it's invoicing or system creation or follow up or whatever. And I say, okay, so follow up Friday, right? Been follow up Friday. If you've been following me forever, it's follow up Friday. 
Well, I do about an hour and a half to two hours of follow-up on Friday. Well, as opposed to sitting down and saying, well, who am I going to follow up with today? I don't know. Throughout the weeks upcoming, I set the list in my task list for that Friday. Here are the 20 people I need to follow up with. Yeah. So I just start at the top of the list as opposed to spending 20 minutes organizing my thoughts. I, in minute one, I'm getting to work, which allows me to be significantly more effective with that time, very like significantly more efficient, and ultimately continues to move the ball forward. Because there's never people look at tasks and time blocks as these massive to do's. That's not where real work gets done. It's the little steps taken every day that accumulate over time. That compound effect is what you've seen me do. I have not done any major thing. I've done the little things consistently on a daily, weekly basis. And Everything Mike know. just explained right there was literally the change agent for me to stop being reactive and being proactive to my approach to just life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is above and beyond business. This concept applies to your entire life because if you you can't be how we do one thing is how we do everything. You know, you can't be goal oriented and task oriented and systems oriented at the office and then go home and just fall to shit, right? You know, so Mike's methodology right there is it sounds fairly straightforward and it really is. That's what I love about it. But this is why if you are someone who's in business right now and you're struggling with these areas, this is why we hire coaches. This is why coaches are available. You know, do your due diligence, obviously, you know what I mean? See, it's got to be a good fit both ways, but this was actually, Michael, remember, I reached out to him well over a year ago, probably 18 months ago. Mike said this very same thing on camera in a group setting. And I just heard it. I heard it. Mike and I weren't really you know, we maybe knew each other at that time. I don't even remember, really yeah. remember, but it's because he was asked a question. He had a great process behind it. And then I perked up and said, well, shit, man, like, let me try to implement that because the challenge is we hear things and we're all high performers. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a, a high performer to some degree. Right. And we think we can go implement. It. Oh, I'm going to, I just took those notes down. What Mike said, time blocks tasks. Shit, man, I got this. And I tried, I'm not gonna lie. I tried. It's that's not easy without accountability. It's accountability. Not, and that's why I reached out and I said, bro, look, uh, I respect you. I admire you. I need help on this one right here. He jumped on a call, solved that initial problem. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of put us into a position where we could work together, right? Yep. And that's the thing. Don't be afraid to get out of your own way sometimes. You know, especially if you're, if you're a business owner right now and you think you can accomplish the world because what did Mike say? A lot of us created jobs for ourselves that were just really damn hard. Yep. I know I'm raising my hand because <laughs> Mike knows me very intimately on that, bro. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, I reached out. I found someone. It was this man right here who was able to uh, really spark a fire in me, uh, get me out of that imposter syndrome, right? We talked about that a little bit, you know, probably a half hour ago yep. and give me some specific tools that I could be me and apply my skill sets because I wasn't really one that set up the task list. I was one that came to the door every day with a plan, mm -hmm. but it wasn't structured. Yep. My goal was absolutely, how do I be the best person I can at this office today, right? Uh, there was days where I, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but the bottom line was I didn't have that set up this way. So what a great system, you know, to, 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 to go through that process, you know. And, you know, you can do it as simple. Mike started me out with an Excel spreadsheet. Just go into Excel spreadsheet, James. Just write down the major tasks that you fucking do every day and every week. I'm like, oh, that's pretty simple enough, right? 
because it's a little bit more self-discovery there because then you're really starting to see what you're doing. Uh, one of our mentors and coaches as well, Thomas Keenan, he talks about time buckets and things along those lines and doing a time study. Mm -hmm. You know, those things are very important and can help you out as well. Well, look, I wanted to ask you something, man. I need you all to check out the book, Too Strong, by the way. So it's, it's, it's an awesome book. You'll get to learn a little bit more about Mike, but it's above and beyond just learning about Mike. There are some real golden nuggets throughout that entire book. One thing that I learned about Mr. Claudio is that before suffering an injury, this man was on a fast track uh, in the baseball world. Absolutely. That was obviously a passion of yours. You were an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. So who was your hero growing up? as a kid, man, was it someone in the sports world? You know, who was that person for you? Was it a sports figure that you kind of looked up to? And I'm not sure if it was a hero, but I loved watching Mike Allstock play. Like that dude would just run into anybody, anybody, just destroy them. And yeah, no, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. He I was remember him. He, he was one of my favorite. He played for Tampa Bay mm -hmm. and he would just annihilate people. It's like he, a bowling ball. Yeah, he and like he matched who I was as a person still today. You know, he was a big, he was maybe my the first example of a big stud that I had in my life. But um, yeah, I'd say he was he was probably the person I've watched the most. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Well, look, man, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. The first ever Golden Hour podcast is in the books. Almost. Can't wait to be back on episode 100, man. Episode 100, we're going to bring Mike back on here, take that to the bank, because James will be doing the work and putting it in. So uh, why don't you tell everybody real quick, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, we'll put uh, all of your handles on there. Yeah, in, so in Instagram is probably the best place to get, get with me is at Winrate Consulting. Obviously, the podcast, the Big Stud Podcast um, is, another, is, is my podcast. If you want to hear more about what I have to say about things. Uh, but Instagram is like my primary engagement platform. That's the best place to get me. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Is there a, is there a, a sir. is there a tagline that I know you've got several, is there something you want to leave the audience with? Oh man. Which one should I use today? James, you tell me, you know, you know, all of them, which one I mean, went today. fast, went off, went right? fast, went often, you know, Gotta this, do it. this man leveled himself up with his, uh, his vehicles recently. And it's just funny how sometimes great minds are always on the same page. I reached out to him and said, bro, you got to get the win fast and the win off and license plate. He said, yeah, already ordered. Yeah. And it's let, that be a, let that be a, um, a mindset for you all out there to think about. Win fast, win often. This isn't, a, this isn't a brag. This is about how you can stack those wins with each decision to continue yourself down that road of staying golden. Awesome. Until the next one, man. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank you, sir. Y'all take care. If you found value in this episode of The Golden Hour, please consider a five-star review, a like, a share, a text, a DM, a screenshot on your story for Instagram, and please consider joining The Golden Collective, a group of like-minded individuals, all goal-oriented, living by the golden rule. Until the next one, stay golden.